Welcome back to Let's, Let's Get, Get Haunted. Haunted with your host, Nat Strawn and Allie. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 50. Natalia, can you believe that we are on episode 50? That's like a pretty big number. I feel like we're on episode 50. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like I... I've been well what that's about like two years of university or something like that studying a studying something right what do you mean I don't well <laughs> if I'm thinking of 50 episodes each episode we do is like two hours long right and like uh-huh. a unit is is I don't know forget it I don't have the energy to explain this okay all right if comment someone... below if you understood my train of thought well <laughs> I think this is fucking insane because 50 is half of 100. I mean, we have like made it so far in this podcast. I'm really proud of us. We really have. And I'm, yeah, I'm super proud of us. (laughs) Me too. I'm super, um, I I mean, I guess the episode that I'm really, really like thinking is our first landmark episode, even though we say every episode is a landmark episode, (laughs) is episode 69 and then episode 420 and then episode 666. Right. Well, that's the ultimate goal. So hopefully for episode uh, 69, we get Nick Cage. Episode 420, special guest Liam Neeson. Episode 666, we uh, have a seance with both of them. And those are our goals. So if you'd like to support us, you can donate to my Venmo at Nat Strawn or my PayPal, paypal.me slash Nat Strawn. You can also Venmo me at DogMomUSA or you can go to www.letsgethaunted.com. And in the upper right hand corner of your screen, there's a donate button that takes you to our Kofi account because this podcast runs 100 hundred percent on our donation yes it does so thank you very much to our donors yes thank you guys speaking of which i'd love to shout you guys out our donors for this month we have janine h brielle s charlotte d rianne philip Kristen k caroline l james from durham north carolina alicia c sydney m jesse b walks it play pet care Tay S, Ephraim P, Kevin T, Julissa D, and Sean S. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. To celebrate our 50th episode, we thought we'd do something a little different. So different. A little special. So special. And have a special guest tell us a story for a change. It's amazing. Because normally, Natalia and I are telling other people's stories. Right. Alyssa texted me and she was like, hey, for our 50th, should we do something special? Like, you know, should we maybe you tell a story and then I tell a story and the guest tells a story? And I was like, "Um, how about the guest tells us a story? This is like a present to us for episode 50, you know? we This is like our reward. We just get to chill. That's true. And with that said, I guess we should introduce our guests. Absolutely. So without further ado, we would like to introduce a person who might possibly be the spooky queen of the internet. She created the show Something Scary on the YouTube channel Snarled. She's a recurring paranormal expert on the travel channel series Paranormal Caught on Camera and Paranormal Night Shift. And she has her own spooky podcast called Stories with Sapphire. It's Sapphire Sindalo. Welcome, Sapphire. (laughs) Sorry we made you sit through that whole four-minute intro. I loved it. (laughs) We're so so excited excited to have you. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to be here. Are you ready to get haunted? Oh, I'm always haunted. So yeah, I was telling Alyssa, this is going to be our, I think our first guest who probably has more, well, definitely has more experience than we do in studying paranormal. I mean, you're like an expert on it. So we're really stoked to have you on. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Before we started recording, Natalia was saying, oh, you're our first guest, Sapphire, that like isn't going to come on here and try to be too cool for school and say that you don't believe in stuff. Right. And that's no fun. I agree. Yeah. It's way more fun when you just like face plant face first into the paranormal and you're like, yes, this is all real. Let's oh, explore 100%. it. Oh, 100%. And also, I mean, I <laughs> I believe in it because of all the stories that my family has, things that people have experienced. And like, I feel like I have spoken to too many people who have experienced too many things 
for me to say that it's not real. Yeah. Perfect. See, that's that's what mm-hmm. we love. Oh, good. So, yeah. How did you get into the spooky side of content creation? So my love for the paranormal and ghost stories began when I was very young. My grandfather, he definitely had a gift. He um, had all these really cool stories of when he lived in the Philippines and he had encountered witches and giants and fairies wow. and ghosts and um, Aswang. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a Filipino shape-shifting demon. <gasps> wait, how? Oh, that's a am- Wait, your grandpa saw one? I would just move. I would be so scared. <laughs> like if I saw one of those things. Yeah, I mean, in the Philip, the Philippines is pretty haunted, uh, mostly because so much of it is still pretty green, still pretty untouched. Um, so all of the spirits are still just like chilling. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, and so all of the stories that he told just made me super fascinated because I was like, hang on a second. Like if my grandpa's telling me this and this is, he says it's true, then who else has stories? And I would like talk to my other family members and they all had cool stories. And then I was like, I need to know everything. And so I would just get, I, that's how I became obsessed with it. Um, and so like a couple years ago when I had an opportunity to pitch a web series, um, I'm also an animator. So I combined my love for animation and ghost stories and I put them together. And then that's how I made something scary. (laughs) A Renaissance spooky expert. (laughs) Yes. Very exciting. And I also saw you're a part-time professor at Loyola Marymount University. And that's where Natalia and I went to school. We both went to school there. Get out of town. No way. We both went there for undergrad. What do you teach there? Um, It's called animated perspectives. Um, It's technically an animation class, but we don't, I don't actually teach animation. Um, It's more about talking about social and cultural issues but through the lens of animation and entertainment so like representation for lgbt people um asian american representation stuff like that amazing very cool i love that that's awesome so i i have to ask because just hearing you talk about all of this stuff do you get scared like are you ever scared of any of these experiences or so when i was younger i absolutely was a huge scaredy cat um like very typical little kid scared stuff where um, if I needed to go to the second floor of the house and the lights were off, I had to have someone come up with me because I was terrified to go up there on my own. Right. I've never, I mean, as far as I remember, I don't remember seeing or feeling anything, but I was just always terrified. Um, and I think what drew me to ghost stories is that I could get that sense of fear, but still feel safe. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know that if someone's sitting in front of me, I'm not actually in any danger. They're just telling me something cool and I get that feeling right, without right. actually yeah. being exposed. Um, right. And there's a lot of things that I was also terrified of when it comes to spirits. Um, my my mom was, or I guess my parents were both really Catholic. And so my mom at a very young age instilled this idea in me that like the devil is real. You got to behave or else God will like cut your tongue. Just like bullshit like that. Right. Um, (laughs) And so I had that fear as well. But then as I got older, as I started learning more about um, what the paranormal is, supernatural is and everything, I realized, oh, okay. Um, I. I like I feel like me having an understanding of certain things made me not as afraid because I also knew how to protect myself as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, the power's back in your hands, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's kind of the appeal of like my favorite genre of movie is horror films. I love horror. And yeah. I, I don't know. It's just like everyone always asks, like, but why do you like it? Like, you just like being scared. But the thing is, you're in control of that experience. It's not like you're actually mm-hmm. in the middle of a murder mystery. That would be terrifying if someone was, like, right. trying to kill you. You're safely in your own home watching something unfold in front of you. And so you know you're safe, so you're allowed to be scared and have fun with it. And that's why I love exactly. horror. And it is um, – that's a really healthy thing to do. Like – like humans need to feel stress almost like it's like you're practicing your body for when something ac- right. actually happens oh, and that's apparently a good point. there's a study um that came out recently i do not remember the source somebody checked <laughs> me but there was a study that said people who are horror fans are actually doing better mentally during this really? pandemic oh wow yeah because wow. it's almost like we've all played out the scenarios yeah. in our head before and so this isn't all new to us we're like oh yeah 
we can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah it's kind of how like baby animals when they're um, with their brothers and sisters will play fight and stuff like that so that they get mm-hmm. used to being able to hunt in the wild. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like very similar preparing you. Yeah. I, I like that idea. Well, I think it was Shakespeare who said like when you see a tragedy it it's good for you because it allows you to feel like it allows you to express all of these feelings of sadness that we have as humans in this very dramatic way because a lot of us are never going to experience what it's like you know to be king of a country and have Mm -hmm. your uncle betray you or something like that but we might have an old heartbreak or you know um being embarrassed when we were children or something like that that we hold on to and then when you see this like tragedy unfold in front of you you can release all of those pent-up emotions and kind of start with this clean slate again in shakespearean words so he was like when thou seized (laughs) (laughs) i paraphrased it Uh, yes you did a great job natalia well sapphire what so what do you is there anything you don't believe in like if you're have you ever come across Mm. like a paranormal story and been like "Eh, i don't think so like is there anything that you just find like that's really hard to believe Huh. Oh, man. Let me think. Well, I mean, mm, well, this is more of like a myth that I want to dispel um, and mostly because of <laughs> recent events. Um, <laughs> so I used to be terrified of Ouija boards. Um, mm-hmm. I was always told that if you touch one, use one, go near one, you will always 100 percent without a doubt summon yes. a demon. Right. That's what I believe. Follows you forever. Bad things only come from it. Yeah. Agree. Right. And that's what most people believe. Um, So I avoided it. But then mm, in the last couple of years, I was doing some research and Ouija boards, first of all, are not that old. They originated in the late 1800s when spiritualism was becoming really popular in the United States. Um, And it came about because... There used to be a way of communicating with spirits where you would literally sit at a table and you would call out each letter. So you'd be like, A, and then you'd wait to hear a sound or a sign. And then if you heard, um, you know, a, a sound or a sign, you would write that letter down and you just go through the alphabet like over and over. Oh. And somebody came up with the like, why don't we put all of these letters on a board and then have the spirit like guide us towards a letter instead of us doing this like long thing. So that's how spirit boards came about. Um, And then also spirit boards were really seen as a fun little party game in America Mm. for a very long time. There like is a Norman Rockwell painting. It was in an I Love Lucy episode. People were not terrified of these until The Exorcist came out. The Exorcist Uh. had a huge played a huge role in people switching how they saw the Ouija board. And to me, when I learned that, I was like, oh, then what? okay, it's from, a, like, everyone's afraid of it because of this freaking movie. Right. Yeah. So do you think they're real, or but you're not afraid of them? or do I you mean, they, they are real work? in that, like, I own one. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but I, I look at it more now as a tool. A Ouija board is simply a tool that, depending on how you use it, the outcome will be different. You know, just like how a knife, you can use that to cook, or you can use it to murder someone. So a Ouija right. board is all about intent. Um, just hold, like being near one, like it itself is not inherently evil. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm fine having it. I have like a Ouija necklace. I have Ouija like clothes. Like that's not going to harm me. But mm-hmm. what might is if I bring it out and my intent is to call upon something malicious or whatever. And I'll never do that. <laughs> right. So right. I feel okay about it. <laughs> so we actually had a conversation on this show. I think it was Natalia, you did an episode about a house in the US that shaped like an upside down cross, had a bunch of really tragic suicides um, in it. And yeah, necromancy. Um, yeah, it was like a necromancy episode because people were then coming into that house and trying to bring back the spirits of these suicide victims using Ouija boards. And in that episode, I had said, I feel like that's really rude. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, like that just seems really disrespectful. It's almost like you're you're just like, oh, you had this really tragic death and like you have some residual yeah. energy here. Oh, I'd love to see you and talk all about what a terrible time yeah. you had. So right. is that like, is that a... Is that a wrong way of for me to think or <laughs> I am actually really glad that you brought that up because that's something that um, really annoys me about a lot of 
the paranormal TV out right now, um, mm-hmm. especially the most popular paranormal show is Ghost Adventures. Have you seen yes, any of it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Zach Bagan's whole vibe is that he just goes running and screaming into these hauntings <laughs> and tries to provoke these yeah. spirits. And I'm like, I, I think because most people can't see them and most people don't believe they exist, they don't treat them as if they are they were once human. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you wouldn't just go running and screaming into somebody's home. Yeah. Like, right. you know, and if you're trying to communicate with them, you need to find a way to communicate that will make them want to talk to you. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's something that also really bothers me. And I bring it up a lot on the travel channel show I'm on and I'm sure they cut out all of it. But I'm <laughs> every <laughs> like every opportunity I get, I'm always like, they should not be doing this. This is so unbelievably rude. <laughs> I love that. Good for you. Good for you standing up for the spirits. They deserve uh, someone to be their voice. Yeah, ghost rights activist. Yeah. Spirit activist. That's me. Ghost activist. Yes. So tell us a little bit about um, the Travel Channel show that you're on. You're on two of them, right? So there's one called Paranormal Con on Camera. So it's a clip show. Mm -hmm. So people will submit clips of things that they have caught on camera that they believe is something paranormal and so there's a panel of quote-unquote experts uh where we comment on the clips um we're we're not allowed to debunk anything we just have to um talk about you know if if this was real like what we're looking at this is what it would be Mm -hmm. so we're focusing more on the the lore and stuff like that so it's pretty fun that sounds super fun I love it that. It is fun. Yeah. yeah, that's like that. What's that show on MTV where you send in clips of like it, like crazy clips, and then that guy oh, ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculousness. It's like that, but <laughs> oh, for spirits. Okay, wait. I want to pitch a show. Ridiculousness, <laughs> but it's for spirits. So you see like yeah. amazing skateboard trips and like crazy acrobatics and like pranks <laughs> and things like that that spirits are doing. Oh yeah. So it's uh, like the frat the spirits of frat boys who died right. uh, during <laughs> hazing rituals and oh. we have a whole show dedicated to yeah. them. Yeah, like In the a guy. Afterlife, they're still doing crazy stuff. A guy yeah. like jumps, a, a ghost like jumps off the roof into a pool or something. You oh, know. That's sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch it. Okay, great. Yeah. Good. So, well, there you go. Natalia, coming you, up next. Um, yeah, you need to go ahead and pitch that to the Travel Channel. So, and then the other one, what is Paranormal Night Shift about? So, that one. Um, that one, I really like that show a lot. Um, so, they, they found people who had a really wild um, paranormal experience while they were working the night shift at their job. So um, the person who experienced it is telling their story and then they'll have an expert come on and talk a little bit about um, aspects of their story. Wow. Okay. Wait, I have a story about that. Yeah. The Um, ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Natalia already knows this, but let me tell you Sapphire. So I, uh, I sent you an invite to this Zoom meeting and I texted you and I was like, don't be afraid. It says human resources, but like, it's me. Okay. So in my day job, I do HR on a farm. And so I do human resources for field workers and we do have some night shift employees. Mm -hmm. And one of the crops that we were working on last year was a hemp crop. And so we had to have two security guards, nighttime security guards, because unfortunately, a lot of people don't understand what hemp is. They think it's marijuana. They think they can come steal it and smoke it, even though it doesn't have THC. So like jokes on you, you're just going to feel really relaxed, like like it's (laughs) CBD. It's not THC. Um, And so these two security guards were working the night shift in that field. It's in the middle of nowhere, just miles and miles of hemp. And they were in the equipment yard, which is essentially the only place on a ranch that isn't a crop. So it'll have like just different pieces of equipment, like bathrooms, stuff like that. So they were on their little um, four wheeler because they have little four wheelers. They get to like go around the ranch, make sure nobody's breaking in. And they saw in the distance in the ranch yard, there was a pile of irrigation pipe and they saw a woman dressed all in white sitting on top of this irrigation pipe. And they're like, okay, that that's really bizarre. Like, we got to go up and tell her, hey, this is private property. You got to get out of here. So they're driving up on their four-wheeler, and they get closer to the woman. She's wearing, like, an all-white, almost like a flowing nightgown. Haunted. And she, yeah, haunted as fuck. She's got, like, <laughs> dark hair. Like, 
she's just sitting there staring off into the distance and they start calling to her and she's not paying any attention to them and finally they get closer and they park and they get out of their four-wheeler to go up to the pipe and say like hey get down from there and she's gone and I actually had both of those employees quit and when so when I asked them I was I was like you know why are you guys quitting um like exit interview type shit like right. I need to figure out like what happened here and they said it was because they saw this ghost and then they told me that story and it was on a night shift at like 2 a.m no way yes yeah. yes it should be on the show <laughs> yeah, yeah right <laughs> I, that's like I know. isn't that crazy that's really crazy you, you know you never see a ghost wearing anything other than just like a long flowing thing you, you know don't like see modern what clothed ghosts what happens yeah, to like the hoochie dress girl you know like you don't see <laughs> yeah. her you don't see someone in like f- six inch louboutins walking around with like a louboutin bag you know you see like a ghost girl she's always wearing like unbranded long clothing unbranded. <laughs> well maybe yeah. we do see the modern ghosts but we just think that they're real people because oh, they're because dressed they stand out yeah exactly oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. that's even more spooky wow <laughs> something to think about wow. <laughs> well so this month is filipino heritage month right yes. sapphire and so mm-hmm. we thought wow perfect because it's spooky season Filipino Heritage Month, and you're going to bring us some spooky Filipino folklore possibly today? I'm so excited. I'm so excited to hear it. This is going to be awesome. Um, Is there anything else you want to promote, Sapphire, before we get into today's show? Yes, there is. Uh, So this Thursday, October 29th, I am co-hosting a new uh, horror podcast with Angie Bowser for Alter. Um, so we're going to be examining horror from a new perspective. So, um, yes. oh, our listeners will for sure love right. that because we've got a lot of horror fans that listen. Yeah. Definitely, oh, everyone is ghost so and paranormal fans. So, so you'll perfect. take a a movie and kind of take it apart and look at like what's inspired this story or any of the lore behind it, sort of. We're basically, it's a little bit deeper. Like, it's not a comedy horror podcast where we just, like, goof around. Um, right. Even though it will be, hopefully, entertaining. Um, but we'll dive a little bit deeper. So we talk to filmmakers. Um, we'll also, like, examine old movies that might be problematic um, and examine, oh, you know, why is it problematic and could it be, yeah, like, could it be remade in the modern uh, time and, like, how would that look? Cool. So very educational. Yeah. We want it to be a yeah. little bit deeper. Love yeah. that. And where can our listeners watch that or listen to it? Is it audio visual? Yeah, it'll be uh, audio. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if they're going to be posting the full videos on the YouTube channel, maybe just like clips. But you'll be able to find the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And it's called Alter Weekly. Awesome. Perfect. Amazing. Very cool. Very cool. Congrats. All right, everyone. Make sure you check out Alter Weekly first episode yeah. this Thursday. So the day after you're listening to this, if you're a good LGH fan and you listen to episodes right when they come out, then make sure you put in your calendars that tomorrow yeah. is Alter Weekly. Amazing. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sapphire. So let's get into whatever you have prepared for us today. So this first story is a true story that my aunt told me. Um, She told me, mm, like a handful of years ago, we were all gathered around at Christmas in my grandpa's hospital room. And I don't know how the topic came up, but she brought up, oh yeah, I have had an experience with a duende. And I was like, what is that? And so she told me this story. So uh, my aunt had a niece Uh, She was living in the Philippines. This is when she was maybe in her 20s, and her niece was in high school. And I believe that my aunt was her niece's guardian or something of the sort because um, she got a a call from her niece's school one day. And they called her and said, we need you to get over to the school right now. She's like, why? And they're like, your niece is acting really weird. Um, She's like, what do you mean weird? And they said, we, we just need you to come and see. So she comes over and she goes over to the school's office and her niece is sitting on a chair and she's sitting very still. Her eyes are very blank and she's not speaking, mm-hmm. not moving. And my aunt is like, okay, what's like, what's going on? What's wrong with her? And so she goes up to her and she tries to talk to her 
and she said that her niece began speaking in a cold, deep voice that wasn't hers. Oh god! Oh no! Wait, how? Fuck, okay, hold on. Question: How old is her niece? Like, is this like elementary in school? In high school. Oh, high school. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she's like a teen oh, girl. Oh my god. Okay. Um, okay. And so they all immediately feel okay. Some like something's off here. So um, mm-hmm. they decide to call the sheriff. Uh, I guess because they all felt <laughs> like they were in danger. I don't know. They were just freaked out. And so they called the uh-huh. sheriff. Sheriff came over. I love that they called the sheriff. They're like, like I could see myself no. doing that. Like, 911. Hi, sorry. My friend is freaking me out right now. <laughs> exactly. I know. I, I guess because they, they just got, like, weird vibes. They were like, something might no. go down. So yeah. it was really weird. That's what 911 so for. Sh- Exactly. Um, And this is also, I want to say, in the 70s, 80s. I don't know. Maybe that was more of a thing you did back then. Um, But when the sheriff came by um, and then he looked at her and started talking to her and he heard her voice, he was the one who said, okay, I think she might be possessed. And so he um, asked her or asked whatever was inside her, what are you doing to this girl? Why are you here? And then in that cold, deep voice, the niece responded, she hurt my children. She stepped on my house. And everyone was like, what, what does that what does that mean? Um, and oh so the God. sheriff asked, what do you mean by that? Like, where is your house? And then she responded, outside of the school. So the thing about <laughs> the Philippines. Uh, no one can see there... my face, but my mouth is like on the floor right now. I'm going through <laughs> so many I, sus- I, I'm, scenarios. Oh. I'm wearing a sweatshirt and I'm like, I'm very cold. I just like had a cold chill run through. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt when I first heard this story. That's why yeah. I love it so much just because it's so unbelievable. I'm like, where enough. the fuck Anyways. is her house? What? <laughs> <laughs> so in the Philippines, there is a superstition that you should avoid anthills or little mounds of dirt that you see on the ground because that's where Duende live. Duende are essentially these invisible spirits that live all in nature, but mostly in those mounds. Um, you cannot see them with their naked eye, but if you walk through their property and you don't say tabi tabi po, which means like step to the side or excuse me, um, then they'll get really mad and they might curse you or they might, in this case, possess you. And so outside oh. of this school, it is filled with anthills. And so they put two and two together and they figured, oh, so this girl, she probably, you know, was being a little careless, ran through this area, stepped on someone's house, and now they're pissed. So now they're like inside her body. And so, yeah. (laughs) And um, I would, okay, if I was living in the Philippines, I would just be saying that phrase, step to the side everywhere I go, Mm -hmm. because I'd be like, I am not risking it. I am not risking it. Yeah. Well, first of oh, all, anthills yeah. by themselves are very haunted. But now adding that there might be an invisible spirit that could possess you living inside them just makes them that much more of a problem. Because, <laughs> yeah, in Texas, where I grew up, the anthills will fuck you up. Like, you step in mm. one of those, you're done. Yeah. Now, not only do you have to worry about ant bites, you have to also worry about right. being possessed. Mm-hmm. So no, thank you. I will be saying step to the side. So every second. <laughs> what like there's like a little group gathered around this girl in I'm mm-hmm. what assuming is like the nurse's office or something like that in a high school. Yeah. And it, it, it's probably been like an hour or so they're talking to this girl. Like, did the duende come out or did they have to do an exorcism? What they did, the, the sheriff asked... Um, the duende inside her what can we do to make this right by you you know it was an accident she didn't mean to step in your house or hurt your children mm-hmm. and so in the deep voice she said bring me bananas oranges and salt <laughs> so the um the a way that you can appease nature spirits is by giving them food offerings mm. so what people also oh. do um is like if you live near a bunch of anthills you might see a lot of just random food placed around and that's like the offering right. to them so it's like hey we're chill you know um so they went and got those things they sprinkled them around the anthills and then they went back to check on her and she was totally fine <gasps> and she didn't remember she didn't. anything that had just happened oh, she didn't remember like she anything. totally blacked out 
Mm-hmm. What? Okay, that's. Fuck. Is this niece around today? I actually don't know. Oh, man, I just like oh. wonder what your life is like after you've been possessed by something. Does it just go back one hundred percent to normal, or is it like? I don't know. Well, I guess if you don't remember, yeah, right. That is so creepy. And Mm -hmm. I think it, you know, I feel like if I called the sheriff in America and was like, there's something weird happening. Well, I don't know. Maybe the police would actually be like into it. They would be like, yeah, like I listen to Let's Get Haunted. This is fucked up. Let's go check this out. (laughs) Like maybe they have nothing else to do. So they're like, yeah, like let's go investigate this. But I mean, if if you think about it, I feel like in a lot of um, there are a lot of situations where people will hear things or like think you know hey i think someone's at my door or like stuff like that like right. things that would prompt people to call the police like i think someone might be trying to break in right and then it turns out to be just like a spirit yeah <laughs> so calling the no, sheriff that's doesn't a great feel point. that weird to me God. i think <laughs> wow mm-hmm. that's insane so is uh, so in the philippines any mound of dirt or anthill could be a place where these is it called a duende, duende yeah is that what you said to when they why live? do they live mm-hmm. in the hole yeah, do you no. have this information um honestly i don't know i think they just i don't think i know okay they're just around <laughs> yeah okay so they're small it's like a tiny little gnome type thing little goblin kind of thing oh, yeah. oh. wow <laughs> that's kind of cute it is yeah cute. <laughs> well that's the thing like they they won't hurt you unless they have like a reason to like right. they're very neutral like, until you mess with them yeah like mm-hmm. i would be super angry if someone stepped on my house and ruined it <laughs> i think right. asking for yeah. some salt and oranges and an apple or whatever a banana is like actually they way undersold the value of their home to be honest <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what i think well, so has anyone in your family ever seen a Duende, like, uh, in mm, in person? I don't think so. Only just uh, felt the, the aftermath e- of present. it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. funny because I feel like I've heard so many of these types of stories um, from my family because my mom's from Pakistan and that, like, the culture around there is very... Um, they they really believe in spirits and they're superstitious mm-hmm. about a lot of things and the offerings. Um, and yeah, I've heard stories from them and I've never once questioned anything my grandma says because it's like, if a story is coming from your family, wh- what would be the point to make something mm-hmm. up, you know? I, I, I don't know. Right. They just like have more validity to me. Yeah, when it comes from family, it feels like there's no ulterior right. motive. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're watching a TV show or, right. or listening to a podcast, you might think, well, this person's trying yeah. to entertain mm-hmm. me. So maybe this didn't really happen the way they're saying. But yeah, when it comes from a family member, it's like they're just telling me what they saw or what they Yeah, there's no clout exactly. to be had. Yeah, so it's more valid. They can't get any yeah. clout from, you know, telling their cousin or something, something at like right. Thanksgiving yeah. or whatever. That's a great story. Yeah. Do you have another one for us, Sapphire? Oh, you know I do. I always keep this Um, stuff up. So (laughs) I will apologize if any, like, um, of my listeners who are listening to this, I repeat these stories on literally every podcast I go on because they're my favorite and I feel like everyone should know them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Spread that information far and right. wide. Let's educate the masses about the spirit <laughs> activism. You'll, you'll exactly. be in the history books. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, it's the way it should be. So this next one also involves a little bit of possession, sort of, not really. Okay. Um, <clears throat> So this also takes place in the Philippines. And this was told to me by a distant cousin. You know, I'll be honest. I actually don't know how I'm related to her. I can't remember if she's like a family friend or a distant cousin. Like, I don't know how it is with you guys. But for Filipinos, like, eh, you kind of don't right. know if you're no, related to No, everyone's my uncle or auntie. Like, right. I don't actually know if we're related or not. Exactly. Like, that's my yeah. uncle. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so she... Uh, it was actually after I had um, I had a couple episodes out of something scary and some of my cousins were sharing the videos and then she had responded on one of them and said, oh, I wonder if Sapphire wants to hear the story about the exorcism. And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. So I messaged her um, and it was I just have to say this because it was so weird um, when we tried to get in touch with each other, like through the phone. It just kept cutting out at, like, the moment we were going to get into the story. It was very strange. And then she said, 
oh my God, it kind of feels like something doesn't want me to share this. And I was like, no, fight through it. I want to hear yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was weird. So this takes place in a small village in the Philippines, maybe 40, 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so a baby was born and she was premature by like a month or so. And so because she was so small, she was nicknamed baby. And when she was about four years old, she would kind of just disappear randomly um, for like hours. And um, it was her older cousin, maybe she was like a teenager or something, that was always like in charge of watching over her. And so uh, one day, baby just kind of disappeared and came back. And her cousin was like, hey, where were you? (laughs) Which is super responsible, I guess. That's like a uh, Rugrats situation. Right. Yeah, right. Like, like, who's watching these people? Yeah. Like, they go to Paris and everyone didn't know. Exactly. Um, So uh, baby comes back and... The her cousin asks, "Hey, where have you been?" And baby says, "Oh, I was playing with Sven." And her cousin says, "Oh, who's Sven?" Um, and baby says, "Oh, he's my friend." And um, you know, they live in a small village in the Philippines, and they knew everyone who lived around them. And her cousin was like, "That's a really interesting name." Yeah, don't Sven is not named. a no- like it's a, a very, name like, for European yeah. Name. Yeah, it's not like a Filipino name, I would say. No. And so that caught her off guard. She was like, that's really strange. Um, But, you know, maybe this is like her imaginary friend. I don't know. Maybe she just got a weird imagination and just made up that name. And so her cousin asks, okay, you're just playing along. Uh, What did you and Sven do today? And baby's like, oh, he had this flying machine. And so he took me inside of it and we were flying all around in the sky. And it has this like spinning top. What? Yeah. She went in a helicopter with some random person? She didn't call it a helicopter. She didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And neither did her cousin. Her cousin just said, it didn't register to her what that was because she had never seen one. And Mm -hmm. so she was like, okay, like go have fun with your imaginary friend. And so another time that she disappeared, this time she disappeared a little bit longer. And when she came back, her cousin's like, hey, where have you been? (laughs) Again, like, keep a better eye on her. (laughs) (laughs) So um, when baby comes back, she says, oh, I was playing with Sven again. Uh, This time he gave me these clothes that you wear underwater. And we were swimming around and we saw lots of fish. Um, And... Her cousin's like, okay, I don't know what, like, clothes you wear underwater uh, that help you, like, breathe, but um, sure, whatever. Go have fun. And so What? They went scuba diving? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But again, didn't know what scuba diving was. (laughs) Right. So um, Baby and her cousin were walking down a street just uh, one day. And then uh, they stopped by this really large balete tree. And I don't know if you know what balete trees are, but Mm-mm. they're the really big ones with the long branches. Okay. They're huge. Okay. Um, and Baby looks at one, points up at it, and goes, oh, that's where Sven lives. <gasps> and her cousin goes, what? <laughs> in the tree? And in the balete tree. And Baby said... Yeah, Sven invited me over to his house and I met his parents and they had this big snake and it was painting these really beautiful gold designs on these plates. What? This baby is haunted. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's when her cousin was like, hold up. Like, this is no longer just some, you know, stuff that she's making up. This has to be something. Because in the Philippines, balete trees are thought to be the places where spirits live. Um, there's a lot of stories surrounding them just because they are so big and th- weird things tend to happen around them. Mm-hmm. And then also the fact that she brought up a snake, um, like they're Catholic. So in Catholicism, snake is usually a symbol of something evil. And so her cousin was like, okay, something might be going on here. Yeah, and the snake is painting so, mm-hmm. beautiful gold yeah. paintings. Like that's not normal snake behavior. I, I, what I, is that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not. And so her cousin went to baby's mom, told her everything that had happened. And then it was her mom that thought, oh, okay. Uh, I think what we're dealing with here is an encanto. So what an encanto is, it's a spirit that usually takes on the appearance of 
an attractive white person. Oh, <laughs> um, so it would oh, wow. explain. Yeah, um, it would explain why it was named Sven because um, yeah. it's a very European name. Um, and so what Encantos do is they only appear to people that they really like, and their goal is to seduce you kind of like you know make you fall in love with them and once you've committed yourself to them and it's that's usually through marriage they'll end up taking your soul oh my god and so her mom was thinking okay maybe this fen spirit is grooming baby right and they're like we need to cut this out right good nip this in the butt yeah 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 so um they brought her to a priest to perform an exorcism on her. And um, so, like, usually when people think of exorcism, they usually think of the movie and, yeah. like, how wild it is. But an exorcism doesn't always mean expelling a demon from you. It really could just mean um, putting a layer of protection on you, mm-hmm. um, getting rid of something that has attached itself to you. Because mm. Sven has clearly attached himself to baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the exorcism baby stopped go you know disappearing for hours at a time like she did before and when they would ask her about her friend she had no recollection of who Sven was so again forgetting everything that happened and so they were thinking okay maybe maybe it really was just like a weird imaginary friend phase that she had or something like that and so they had forgotten about this until years later when baby's cousin moved from the Philippines to the United States she was sitting in some sort of waiting room and she was looking through a National Geographic magazine. And then she saw a photo of a flying machine with a spinning top. And then she saw photos of people wearing clothes that you wore underwater. And that was the first time she saw those things. And she went, oh my God, is this what baby was doing Mm -hmm. the whole time? (gasps) That, yeah. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say... How could she have been making it up if she didn't even know what a helicopter mm-hmm. was or what right, scuba exactly. diving was? Also, how lucky is that little four-year-old? Like, most people get a ghost and they just scare them, pop out, or, like, knock on things or make things drop. This little girl got to go in a helicopter. Got to go <laughs> She was diving. having the time of her life. <laughs> got to go meet a rich white family who had a snake <laughs> that painted things. So be, mm-hmm. to me, to me, the Encanto sounds like a succubus in a way, right? Because mm-hmm. you're saying they try to like seduce you and everything seems great at first, but then they're actually a demon that steals your mm-hmm. soul. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call them demons. They're more like these nefarious like nature spirits. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. <laughs> like a nymph type thing. <laughs> Which I... <laughs> yeah. But it, the thing about Encanto is that um, I... I feel like the aspect of it where there appear like, oh, they look like white people. I think that that began like around the time when the Spanish or when the Spaniards colonized the Philippines. I right. think it was like became like a warning tale. Like, yeah. A cautionary tale. Watch out for. Right. <laughs> it's like you probably like if this rich white European person comes up with all of these things that are tantalizing to you, mm-hmm. it's bad vibes. Like don't betray your culture <laughs> and go with this person because it's actually a trick. Right. Mm-hmm. something like that yeah yeah that i don't know sense. well the most haunted part of this that story to me sapphire is that this was happening to a child so like your yeah uh like the cousin of baby said oh maybe the spirit is grooming baby like that's the scariest part to me mm-hmm. because it's this adult spirit this adult in kanto that is trying to get this little child to eventually get to a place where when it's older, it's going to fall in love with the Encanto, right? That's what I mm-hmm. kind of got from your story. Yeah, that's, oh, that's How, terrifying. Yeah. It would be so annoying if you had this whirlwind romance, or I guess it wouldn't really be whirlwind romance, but you had this like amazing romantic story where like you fell in love with your best friend <laughs> of 10 years and you got married and had this like amazing life or whatever. And then you just realize that they're an Encanto. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That sucks. Yeah, I know. That's like not chill. (laughs) (laughs) No. There is something 
and like like you were saying you know the philippines has a lot of haunted folklore because it is so there's so much jungle left there is something very haunted i think about like these wild sort of untouched places it's interesting i also did an um episode about vietnam which is like southeast asia with all of the rainforest and stuff and a lot of the um lore that we heard in that episode like revolved around being in the jungle and the trees mm-hmm. and the voices and things like that too and i think there yeah there's definitely an aspect of fear of like i don't know about nature yeah in the vietnamese episode it was there were a lot of spirits that were attached to trees as well mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah there is something about like untouched land um that kind of attracts seems to attract spirits which makes sense i mean would you rather mm-hmm. if you were a spirit would you rather be in a place where all of these living people are like running around doing stuff and you're bothered all the time or would you rather yeah. go into nature and just chill mm-hmm. yeah well there's a lot of folklore like not just the duende but also um there's like also the palisacan which are thought to be these spirits that live in trees and um, you're supposed to give them offerings before you cut a tree down. Oh. Um, and then if they take, if they accept the offering, that means, okay, you can go ahead and go for it. They, I feel like the purpose of these stories is to protect nature. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why um, all these trees are still there, left untouched, is because of the respect that the people have for the spirits that live there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find stories like that all over the world. Um, Like in um, Iceland, they have the hidden folk that live inside of boulders. Are you familiar with this? No. So there was this highway that was being built um, along a cliff and there's this giant boulder that they needed to move. And the locals were telling them, no, you can't move that because that's where the hidden folk are. And they're like, okay, whatever. (laughs) So they moved it. And then after they moved it, all this stuff went down, like all their equipment would shut off randomly. A couple people got into pretty bad accidents and they were like, okay, maybe we should put this boulder back. So they put the boulder back. And that's why if you go to Iceland, the highway goes around this random boulder. Oh, how interesting. Because they realize they respect we want to it. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's in the movie Frozen, too, where all the little trolls, <laughs> yeah. like, that look yeah. like boulders, oh, yeah. and they, like, pop up and do the dance and mm-hmm. song. Yeah. Is that what those yeah. are? I love those yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Do you have any more stories for us, Sapphire? Oh, I mean, those are the two I prepared, but... Because um... I'm fully invested now in the Filipino folklore. <laughs> I am, like, ready to Yay! learn everything yeah. about it. So interesting. <laughs> That's my goal, honestly, just because, like, I... To me, I grew up with this stuff, so mm-hmm. this has always been with me. And so when I share it and people are like, well, I've never heard of this, I'm just like, I... I don't know. I, I want everyone to know about it because yeah. it's so cool. And I feel like our is like horror movies and TV shows. We always draw on like the same things. Like to me, I'm like werewolves, not scary. Vampires, mm-hmm. not scary. Yeah. Um, shit from Filipino folklore, hella scary. Right. <laughs> um, well, I'll I'll just share a little bit of. It's not really a story, but um, I'll share a little about my favorite Filipino creature. Yes, yeah, this is actually something that my grandpa said that he got a close call with he didn't see it but he heard it so um it's called a mananangal you may have like seen this before it's it might be one of the most popular filipino creatures but still a lot of people don't know about it um essentially she looks like a woman like a normal woman during the day and then at night she'll separate her upper half of her body oh, and fuck. she'll leave her legs just like on the ground no like, there. <laughs> And then she grows these giant bat wings and she'll fly around and she looks for pregnant women because she likes to eat unborn fetuses. <gasps> That's so what terrifying. she'll do. It's a lot. And so she'll find oh. a pregnant woman and then she'll she has this really long skinny tongue and so it like shoots into a belly button, scoops the baby and then eats it. Jeez. Yeah, what? Oh my god, you can't just say that and then silence. What the fuck was that? Okay, so wait, you know, I'm trying to think of uh, so how would you know if you're like a pregnant woman and you've been visited by one of these? Like all of a sudden your baby's gone or like you have like yeah, a miscarriage or something? I don't know. Right. I think that this story, or I think that this creature was partially created as a as a explanation for miscarriages. So okay. like if you woke up and then like your baby was gone, you'd be like, okay, maybe it came. But there's like certain things that people do to protect themselves from it. Like what? Um, so like they'll 
you can have like pointy bamboo sticks like a bamboo fence around your home mm-hmm. um oh i've so, seen because they, those but i thought it was mm-hmm. just like little i thought people were just doing that just to for whatever reason but that's <laughs> well yeah the thought is that um oh i totally forgot to describe her appropriately so like she separates her upper body but her intestines are just dangling no as she's flying and so the idea of the the pointy bamboo poles is that it's it might it. catch on her intestines and oh. then she like won't be able to come into your home oh my God. um and oh. there's also like a couple other things you can do like surround yourself with salt there's also certain oils that you can put on your windowsill that will boil if in uh, if a Mananangal or an Aswang is nearby. What's an Aswang? So it gives you a little bit of warning. Oh, so an Aswang is, it's sort of the umbrella term for shape-shifting demons, um, but a Mananangal is a type of Aswang, if that makes sense. What is what is her backstory? Do we know, like, what the origin story of these types of creatures are? Um... If there is one, I don't know, mm-hmm. but I actually, I have my own theory of how the story itself came to be. Yeah, um, please. Uh, recently, there was like photos of these giant bats that live in the Philippines. Oh, you might I have saw seen that. them. Yeah. They're like almost human size. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if people saw those flying around and then that was the origin of a Mananangal because it kind of looks like a like half a person that's like flying around no you're right yeah because it's like they're like three or four feet tall or something like that i saw yeah, yeah i saw the picture real of one dangling yeah <laughs> yeah and so then maybe if you see like their little legs underneath you might be like that's intestines yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that is such a creepy thought a though the long skinny tongue i hate that yeah Ooh, i don't gross. want anything to touch my belly button and to think of something <laughs> a tongue like a ugh, disgusting Gross. Yeah, scooping out. <laughs> so that's your favorite cryptid. What is? Do you have a yes. least favorite cryptid for Filipino <laughs> folklore? Least favorite. Which one would you oh. absolutely never want to see? Because like some of these, I feel like at least when Natalia and I talk about cryptids, and we've never talked about Filipino cryptids. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, some of them are scary, but like I kind of want to see it. You know what I mean? Like, right. But is there one that, that you don't like? Think yeah, would put you in danger. Right. right. Is there <laughs> is there a Filipino cryptid that you are like absolutely not never? In a, I would never want to see it ever yes um oh i i do i just remembered i forgot to mention um one major aspect of the mananangal um when she goes hunting she puts out this really high-pitched bird call sound when she makes this sound if it sounds really close by that means she's far away and if it sounds really far away it means that she's really close by (gasps) so she's trying to trick you yeah and my grandpa uh, claims that, like, one night when he was coming home really late from work, he heard the call, like, around him, like, as he was, like, walking home. And it sounded really <laughs> far away, so he knew that the tree that was, was really close. close. Yeah. And part of why he um, thought, like, he never saw it, but he was convinced it was that because um, there was, like, a dog that he is on his walk home. And usually the dog is always barking at him when he goes by. But that night... The dog was very quiet and, like, oh. looking behind him. Like, he could see something. I cannot do that. No. <laughs> no. Right? I could not. No. It's oh too spooky. No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I get, like, freaked out walking in the dark from my bed to the bathroom. So I don't – I can't do – yeah. That is so creepy. Um, oh, yes. To, so your question. What is my least – favorite filipino cryptid um well this would be something i would never want to run into is a tikbalang um i actually don't know if i'm saying that right uh t-i-k-b-a-l-a-n-g um it's basically the bojack horseman demon so it like (laughs) has a horse head and then a very like manly body Mm -hmm. and um you are thought or they're thought to be like in very dense forests and stuff and so if you are in the forest and you get lost, it might be because uh, Tikbalang is trying to get you lost and confused and that way you won't be able to find your way home. And then, oh, this is the part I hate. Like, apparently they, like, they rape women. No. 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 I would never want to. Oh, but they have a man's, they they have a man body? It's not a horse body? Okay. a horse head. Yeah. So So it's like the reverse of a centaur. Right. Right. Well, and I mean, in some ways... That's better than a centaur because you will literally die if, like, 
if a horse <laughs> penis enters your body yeah. you we know this from that weird right. guy on the internet that filmed himself having sex with a horse God. and immediately Ugh. died so Gross. Yeah. yeah no i'll skip that mm-hmm. one i definitely wouldn't want to see that one either Right. Yeah, that's a traumatic experience for Mm -hmm. multiple reasons. So we talk on this show um, sometimes about what our favorite cryptid in general is. So Mm -hmm. is the is the half woman with the intestines hanging out is that your favorite cryptid in general from in every culture or is that yes yes? okay okay (laughs) i think that's the most ruthless cryptid i've heard of Mm -hmm. because like most of the cryptids we talk about like just kill you but this one takes your unborn child Mm -hmm. yeah that's it's dark yeah it's really fucked up so then okay i have a question so after she like takes her top half off of her bottom half she has to go back to her bottom half and she reattaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you find a pair of legs I was of about a to ask that. Yeah, you can um, pour salt or garlic or herbs on the top half. And then what happens is it'll dry it up. Right. And so, so she when she reattach. tries to reattach her body, she can't. Um, and then also uh, the same rules, uh, like vampire rules, where if she's out in sunlight she'll die so the idea is that like she can't reattach her body so she can't move out of the sunlight and then she'll die when the sun comes out so when she's fully attached does she look mm-hmm. like a normal woman but just with giant yes. wings oh no wings no she wings grows the wings at night so, so this she could, could be just anybody. be any woman Fuck. Mm-hmm. i could be one what no don't say that yeah. <laughs> i'm not is telling there, you where i live is there any <laughs> is there any suspicions in communities in the Philippines, like if you don't like someone or someone gives you weird vibes, like you think they're some sort of cryptid or a demon or something? Yes. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then what would happen to that person? Um, I mean, I don't think that they go to that length. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe at some point they did where they tried to kill people. I'm actually not sure. But I do know like today, um, like some people do believe that like maybe their neighbor is a Oswang and so they'll just avoid them or right. you know just like keep, keep their distance and you know um, like I had a friend who um, her parents she believed that when she was younger their maid was an Oswang or a Mananangal because oh. they said that like when she left their house to go to her home at midnight they could see like the silhouette of her like splitting in half no it's like what what, <laughs> what? but what? then they're like it's fine she's good at being a maid so we'll continue to use her <laughs> yeah i guess i mean she never bothered them so yeah. i don't know man man the idea of just like going on a midnight walk through the forest and you just see the lower half of a woman chilling yeah. there like i am imagining just like like a woman's crossed legs just like oh waiting for my upper half of my body to come back <laughs> like still in there. oh my god just so do the legs they're not sentient then they can't like walk no. around without her okay no they just stay there and wait they just wait oh. yeah so usually they're in a very hidden spot mm-hmm. that would oh be also i'm sure there are tons of really good movies about that type of thing in the Philippines, like there Filipino should be, movie. yeah, in Filipino movies, yeah, yeah, yeah we need be. to watch one. That is we so should. creepy to me. I think I like that cryptid more than any. Yeah, I think I like that more than any I've heard about. I like the Baba Yaga, but I think the one that you mm-hmm. just told me is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, I win. yeah it's really good. <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm gonna like look all into this. <gasps> you should. It's fascinating. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Thank you, Sapphire. That Thank you. those yeah. stories are gonna stay with me. Like tonight oh, when I I'm so. sleeping, I'm gonna be like, oh my god, I think I hear some like big bat wings outside my window and like a dangling <laughs> intestine. Like that. Well, this oh. will be the story I tell my children. Like yeah. instead of <laughs> yeah. hearing about Santa Claus or like the Easter Bunny, they're hearing about the woman who splits herself in half and eats unborn children with a yeah. long tongue. Yeah. The the Mananangal <laughs> is gonna come get you if you don't do the dishes. Yeah. Like Yeah. <laughs> so, so creepy. Uh um I have like a really stupid kind of story this was reminding me of that I wanted to tell. Well it's not stupid because my mom's gonna listen to this podcast. My <laughs> Hi, mom. Yeah. My mom has really been wanting me to tell this story on Let's Get Haunted and I'm like, there's not enough content here, mom. This is just something <laughs> that happened to you. I can't make a whole podcast episode about this. And she's like, No, no, no. But this is re like this is crazy. So I'm gonna tell you guys the story. Okay. It's like literally take thirty seconds. 
So my parents are in town visiting me right now and they started listening to Let's Get Haunted and they like it so much. My mom's even donated a few times like on Cash App and stuff, which is really sweet. But now they're like all like they have to tell me anytime something weird happens because I'm like their haunted kid, you know, and so... My mom and my dad have this bed, the bed that they sleep in every night, and it's made of this wood from a chapel door in India that um, someone like took the door down and reclaimed the wood, and that's now their bed. And it's beautiful in person. It's like gorgeous reclaimed wood, um, just really like a statement piece. Well, my parents said lately at night when they're sleeping, sometimes they'll hear knocking. And they're like, what, where is that coming from? My dad's like, oh, it's just the air conditioning. And my mom's like, no, that's coming from the bed. Like it's right behind their head on the headboard. Oh my God. And I was like, well, how do you know it's not just like the, you know, uh, boards creaking because it's got hot and then it got cold or something like mm. that. And my dad's like, it sounds like this. Like right next to your head. And yeah. I was like okay that is really creepy do you guys have any video of this do you have anything and my mom's like no we don't have it and so I told them that they have to like set up something so that they can get video of it but I don't know like just little creepy stories like that I don't know I thought I would share it yeah well again family stories are the creepiest to me because there's no ulterior motive right like why would she make that up I have a question is that a new like did they just get this bed no so they've had it They've had it for a while, but they like, so they've had it for a couple of years, I think, but they just started noticing the knocking is now happening. So I don't know. Also, hmm. the feng shui in their room is all fucked up. They have this giant armoire across from like where they sleep that has like all the, it's like an antique. It's like 150 years old with mm-hmm. all of these mirrors on it. And my oh, mom's no, really no, no. into antique shit. No. Yeah. My mom, I told my mom, I was like, why do you have this ancient bed from India in the first place? And she's like, oh, it's just beautiful. And I was like, if there's one thing I know, ancient, I say ancient, but like vintage furniture (laughs) is 100% like bad vibes, you know? Oh, and especially with mirrors, you're not supposed to be sleeping with mirrors at your feet. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we learned in our, yeah, yeah, in our uh, Indonesian episode that we had. Yeah, it was all about how if, if you have a mirror in front of your bed um, in that culture, Mm -hmm. it's thought that perhaps it could be a portal and that the spirits Mm -hmm. can come out and access you in your sleep. Is that similar in Mm -hmm. Filipino culture? Is there anything like that? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the reason why uh, mirrors are covered when people pass because um, mirrors are thought of as portals. And so um, you're trying to make sure that the spirit when they leave the body it doesn't get confused by the mirrors and then it goes to the right place whoa fuck that's interesting we did an episode that had a mirror a mirror in it that was also a portal so Mm -hmm. that makes sense now well tell your mom that she finally made it onto an episode of let's get haunted natalia that's very exciting I, I just wonder, you know, is this chapel door, is it like the knocking from the chapel? That's I don't know. What, I what kind thinking. of knocking uh, is it? Yeah. That's and what I was thinking. If, That'd be cool. If it is a chapel, are there ghosts or like demons trapped in there or, or spirits? I don't know. Maybe they think it's, I don't know. People trying to go to church. I don't know. Well, doors are also thought to be portals too. Really? I would ask her if she's been having weird so. dreams. Yeah, maybe because I don't know. Oh yeah, sleeping, that's sleeping a good question. on a portal <laughs> can't be very relaxing. No, no. Well, who knows? Maybe it's like taking her off to like some really positive dreams and a positive. Well, this space. is the perfect excuse for me to be like, "Mom, you're haunted." No, yeah. like if she's like trying, if she's like trying to tell me to do something I don't want to do, I'm like, "Mom, you're haunted. She needs your rest. Like, sit down." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's too funny. Well, all yeah. of all everyone's family is a little bit haunted, I think, and that's so true. Hopefully, some mm-hmm. of these stories that Sapphire told us today resonated with our audience. And if you yeah. guys, if anyone listening out there has a personal haunting story from their family that they want us to read on our listener story episodes, you can write in at let's get haunted pod at gmail dot com because we do those yeah. every ten episodes. Yeah, and if anyone has some stories with the mom, Mama Nangal. And the uh, Duado, 
Duodenum. I almost said duodenum. Is that like a part of your body? <laughs> I think it is. Duodenum. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you have any of those stories from your family, we would love to hear those too. So definitely yeah. write in because I'm very Thank interested you. in that. Thank you, Thank Sapphire. You so that much. was incredible. Oh my gosh. I Thank love you it. Yeah. for having me. This was really fun. I'm definitely going to be tuning that. in to uh, Alter. That is yeah. coming out tomorrow. Yes. We're absolutely going to tune mm-hmm. into that. And now I'm going to be looking out for you on the travel channel. I'm going to be listening to stories with Sapphire because this was very haunted and very entertaining. Very haunted. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we always ask our guests to do our outro. So our outro mm. is yeah. BRB Gotta Go. And then it's a callback mm-hmm. to something that we talked about earlier in the episode. So for example, Natalia, do you want to give an example? BRB Gotta Go uh, Suck Out an Unborn Baby. Yeah. You know, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so you can do a bunch all in a row. You can just do one, whatever you want to do. Uh, BRB Gotta Go Hang Out With My uh, White Space. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Keep going for it. Go for it. That's the perfect (laughs) angle. (laughs) Go. Go, go, go. Uh, Wait, what am I going to? BRB. Got to go hang out with my rich white Encanto boyfriend who's going to kill me in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Love that. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.